0: This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week.
1: If you've been to New York City and traipsed around Midtown, you've probably seen them everywhere. Bikes rolling up and down city avenues cleverly labeled City Bikes. Mary Hines is the chief marketing officer, US consumer at Citi, and she had just joined the company when that partnership was solidified. She joins Marketing Trends to discuss why partnership marketing, like what happened with those bikes, needs to be seamless if you want to succeed. Plus, there's a conversation about the importance of aligning your values with the consumer and why traditional campaigns are a thing of the past. Enjoy this episode. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. We bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing.
2: Here is your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends, and today we are joined by special guest, Mary, what's going on?
3: Hi, Ian, thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are excited to chat with you about your career and everything that is going on at City. But before we get into that, how did you get started in marketing in the first place?
3: Well, my path to marketing really hasn't been a linear one. I've had a lot of different roles. Uh, I initially, uh, right after college, got into professional services and had senior roles at PricewaterhouseCoopers and Accenture. And then after business school, worked for another large financial institution, and I have had a variety of roles from product development, product management, business transformation, to rewards. And I've been at City now eight years, and I've the past really not been any different here. I've had a variety of roles, all of which, though, are focused on maximizing our relationship with customers through solutions that put them at the center of everything we do within the business. First, I was in credit cards, and now I support the entire U.S. consumer bank, so including mortgage and the retail bank. And it's given me incredible insight on how to build cross-functional teams and really impact change. One of my greatest accomplishments while at Citi was transforming Citi's Thank You Rewards program. Initially, it was a U.S.-based program that we expanded into 11 international markets, and this really was a great opportunity to have a global platform that was still enabled locally revel- relevant offers for each of the markets. Today, we have over 12 million customers in the U.S. on the platform and over 20 million globally. And that really um, positioned me well to take on all of marketing across
0: U.S. consumer.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. And it, what a perfect tie to you know, marketing and how complex it is uh in today's day and age right it's like there's so many different facets that go into uh customer experience customer loyalty being you know a huge part of that i'm curious like how do you see customer loyalty and marketing kind of uh those two worlds blending
3: yeah i mean that's a great point ian i mean why i love marketing is that it really encompasses everything that the business does And it's something that you have to think of the forefront of strategy, not it has changed a lot over the last several years as technology has enabled you to really be everywhere your customers are. And loyalty is incredibly important as it drives purchase decisions and ongoing commitments to brand. And you want to make sure that you're integrated into your consumers behaviors instead of trying to get them to integrate into what you have to offer. And loyalty is a great way to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the rub, isn't it, right? Like we talk, we spent so much time as marketers trying to figure out like where people are, you know, how to meet them where they are and all those things. And then you have something like customer loyalty where so much of it was like historically extremely confusing and non-transparent. There's so many different things uh, that you have to do in order to figure out how to use it. Uh, and marketing is all about making the complex simple. And it seems like customer loyalty a lot of times is about making something that is relatively uh, non-complex, extremely complex, which is the exact opposite thing you want.
3: Yeah, I think a great example is when I got to City in 2012, 100% of redemptions for our rewards program were executed either by calling an agent and talking to them or by going to thankyou.com, our website, finding what you want and redeeming. Where today, over 85% of our redemptions don't occur on either phone or through our site because we've embedded rewards where our customers are. So we have a number of features, whether it's using your thankyou points at amazon.com for purchases and your points show up as you're checking out to use as currency. Or we have pay with points, which enables you to receive real time alerts when you make purchases and you can cover your um, charges right there with points. And what's great about that is I don't have to figure out what Ian wants to use his points for and go curate a collection. Ian gets to use exactly what he wants with those points that he works so hard to earn by doing his everyday activities. And that has just really been transformative for the The loyalty program that we have,
2: and then do you market that loyalty program accordingly? Like, are you are you sharing and and evangelizing those types of experiences?
3: Absolutely, we want our our customers to understand the breadth and depth of what they can use as rewards points, and really understand the value they get from being a city customer. So we have a variety of ways in which we educate our consumers about the options that they have. A lot, though, we try to integrate into mobile you know, mobile is increasingly important in loyalty programs. Uh, you know, we've done some surveys with customers around the importance of loyalty, and no surprise, 89% of customers say there'll be more loyalty, more loyal to stores where they have a rewards membership. But when we ask them the importance of that uh, ability to use those rewards on mobile, that number jumped to 83% of consumers want to use mobile, and it's 94% with millennials. So we try to integrate rewards into that experience. In addition, we use really 360 marketing tactics. So we have, you know, emails and direct mail and web banners and other ways in which to educate consumers about our offerings, because we want people to know that there is value in in choosing Citi um, for your products and services.
2: Yeah. And and I want to, I want to dive in a little deeper into that as well. Um, If you were a, you know, like, like you were coming into the role and looking at this for the marketing leaders that are out there right now that are thinking about customer loyalty or, or trying to figure it out and whether it's, you know, a software company or, or whichever, what are the sort of like plays or things that you did that really worked? And then maybe some of the things that you all experimented on that didn't work as well.
3: It's really critical. And I think you mentioned simplicity before it has to be really frictionless to engage with the the loyalty program. So it's as much about the experience as it is what you're redeeming for. But both on how you earn rewards and as well as how you use them, customers need to be able to understand that. And we've had some, you know, years ago, some ways in which you earn rewards um, that were actually quite valuable, but really hard for a customer to understand. For example, you, we would give you points for the miles that you flew in addition to the charges on your statement. So if you flew from New York to California, let's say that's 5,000 miles, you would get a point for all those, which was really, really valuable, but customers just didn't get it. So it was really hard to market. It's much easier for customers to understand when I make an airline purchase, I get five times spend. So that was a real learning for us is you got to make sure there has to be value, but it has to be value that uh, customers get. That's why our product double cash is so great. Um, Also on the, the redemption side, especially when you do things digitally, it just has to be seamless. So we had launched this ability to create a virtual account number using your rewards points. And then you could use that account number, which was, you know, just like a credit card account number and go make a purchase online which really met the customer need of wanting to redeem for anything that they wanted, but they had to create the number, write the number down then go to the site and input the number. So it was really complicated, which really led to why we launched pay with points. All you have to do is enroll. You get a text message saying, you made this purchase. Do you want to cover points? Super easy. So I think those are some great examples of where we learn the importance of the experience when having a loyalty program.
2: Yeah. The, the, uh, the miles thing is always, is always a really funny one because it is like, no, if you ask the average person, just like how many miles they flew from any place to any place, they would be like, I have no idea. Like, it's not even part of your DNA as a traveler. You're like, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter to me how much, you know, it is from Oakland to, you know, JFK. It's like, that's, you never even look that up. So to, to use a measurement like that, it's like, it's not even something that would be in, in your mind anyways. So it's such a silly thing to, uh, to try to explain to people because it's just, you know, it's just a lot of confusion and math, which uh, nobody wants to be doing math anyways.
3: Yeah. Nobody wants to do math. I mean, even when I said 5,000, I'm like, I think that's right. I mean, it's been so long since I got on a plane given the situation. I couldn't remember how many miles it was to California. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly right. Um, So, and then did you, what like type of like metrics or feedback did you see from those things that, that led to you to say, Hey, I think we're on the right track here.
3: Oh, well, you know, for the things that we've launched that have gone well, I mean, they've dramatically changed how people interact with us. Like, you know, pay with points, which are the real-time alerts when you make purchases and you can use points accounts for. 15% fifteen percent of all travel redemptions and we only launched it um, a few years ago uh, when it's you know we have recognized that when you take the friction away you see results immediately we talk about our relationships that we have with merchants like amazon.com one eight hundred flowers Best Buy where you can use your thank you points when you're at checkout at those sites those have been amazing I mean on our consumers that use those Redemption options, use them on average of five times a year. So if you think of the power of that, every time your customer is shopping at their favorite merchants, they're seeing the value of using their thank you points and their corresponding city products. And what's interesting behavior is they don't use their entire bank. On you know They're generally partially covering the purchase and partially using their bank. So I think it gives customers this, you know, value of offsetting their everyday purchases and when we talk to consumers about it, they just feel like those it's really making wise purchase decisions and it's great for our merchants too because I uh, when they use points they often have a higher basket size and more f- frequent interaction with the merchant
2: yeah that's that's really interesting. I mean I think that it seemed like perhaps and you know I don't know this to be true, but it seemed like there's almost this kind of at odds piece with using points for uh, like in the industry over the years where it's like, you know, when do we want people to use points or things like that? And it kind of seems like what you're saying with some of the data is like, we actually do want people to make sure they are using it a lot because it means they're super engaged, right?
3: Absolutely, we are. I mean, I think the olden days of rewards programs were to treat them as breakage models. So give the people the points, you know, have them earn it and then don't encourage them to use it. We want our customers to use our points. They earned them. They should use them for exactly what they want. And we know when they do, they will spend more with us. They will attract less and really become brand advocates.
2: What about, you know, it, it can kind of, we always talk about, you know, in marketing, it, it's tough when... um you're not always, you don't have like that direct relationship with the customer all the time. You know, obviously you want customers to be, you know, top of mind to use their, their city card uh, when they're making purchases. As a marketer, how do you think about kind of making sure that people are always thinking of you, that you're always top of mind, that that's the first thing that they grab? Well,
3: you know, across marketing, we, in the customer life cycle, we try to ensure that they understand the value prop of the products and services and the reason why they they should use the product. So, you know, it starts from um, as soon as they get the product to a really intense early engagement campaign that enables them to know all the features and functionality of the products and what they get in return for using them. And we try to make those as personalized as possible so that you know, if you haven't you know, signed up for digital yet and I have, I'll, I'll get a message uh, trying to educate me on another piece of the product where we'll really drive you to digital because we know that's the best way for you to have a seamless experience with us. In addition, we try to look at the behaviors of our customers and try to identify where there may be an opportunity to create a greater share of um, the relationship with them. For example, if I notice that you use your card at the grocery store and at gas stations, but never for travel, you might not know that we have these great travel accelerators. So I'll send you a communication that educates you on those accelerators and gives you a special limited time offer when you book for travel so that you can really understand the benefits of shopping uh, using our card for that category. So we really do have a variety of ta- tactics and we leverage the data we have on our consumers in order to make sure that they receive the most relevant interactions with
0: us.
2: Yeah. I was, as we were prepping for this episode, I was thinking about like, you know, being that, uh, the top card in the wallet or, or, uh, you know, the, like the, the featured placement in your, uh, in your, you know, your credit card clip or whatever it is. Like you always want the city card to be the one on the outside. Um, I'm, I'm, Curious, like as you're creating, you know, paid campaigns and doing advertising and things like that. Like, what are the types of of things that you're trying to get? What types of behaviors are you trying to encourage uh, with uh, with your awareness spend?
3: Well, we're, well, a lot of our awareness spend is trying to get people to consider our products and services. So when we leverage our more performance marketing, um, that we can drive to acquisition. So it's giving people a reason to believe that the city products are the right ones for them. And that's really important to understand Both the the broad benefits of city products and services, as well as trying to highlight specific areas that may be of particular relevance at a certain time. Like, for example, with everything going on in COVID, a lot of our travel-based cards, while I, I certainly have value in the future, there isn't the ability to use those currencies today so instead we're really trying to shift to things that are more relevant like for example our thank you um, prestige card which is our uh, fee-based card we are instead of having five well we have on the card is five times spend on travel we've also added on for a limited time through the end of august five times points on online spend because we know that's where that consumer. Is spending today. They're not going on trips to Tahiti. so We want to make sure that we're still relevant given that. So we'll do marketing around that.
2: Oh, yeah, that's really cool. That's a great idea. So and something like that, how does that come about? Is that just like an internal conversation between, you know, marketing and other leaders in the organization to say like, hey, we need to be quick and responsive to make sure that, you know, our, our folks are, are uh, getting the most out of their card?
3: Absolutely. And we really do it across all of our products and services, whether it's credit card, retail bank, mortgage. When there's a changing trend in the marketplace, we want to make sure that we are reacting quickly to meet evolving customer needs. And there really has been no quicker change in the marketplace than than COVID. So as early as March, we got together as a leadership team and created a task force to ensure that across everything we do that we were having the right appropriate language, tone, visual imagery in light of this unprecedented time, ensure that our offers were relevant. So instead of marketing three times on dining, which would appear really tone deaf and irrelevant, we shifted to things like three times on um, restaurant takeout, streaming services, so things that were much more relevant to the time, And then recognizing that we were also going into a recessionary event given the economic impacts, ensuring that we had the right assistance for our customers. So, as much of our marketing that went out during this time was about how to use our products and services, it was also how can we help you? We're actually really proud that we were one of the first banks to go out with a customer assistance program in early March. And we've continued with actions to make sure we're protecting our customers and everything from if they need a payment deferment, they need their bank fees waived because their balances have gone, gotten too low, or in just assuring them and educating them on the safety protocols that we put into place. You know, we're, as an essential services, our branches for retail bank have still been open, and we want to make sure our customers know the social distancing measures we put in place, our cleaning protocols, everything to make them feel secure when they need to interact with us. So it's been a really interesting time um, and we shifted our marketing just quite dramatically given the situation with the most important goal is really to ensure that our customers are know that we city are by their side during this time.
2: Yeah, it's an incredible response and something that I think, um, you know, we'll look back on and, and realize could be, uh, could be something that we, we, we kind of take through this is just like how quickly we can, we can respond in times of adversity, uh, especially as a marketing organization, which we like to plan. We like to, you know, look at data and, and create uh, long-term campaigns and things like that. But the ability to respond quickly is, uh, you know, is a, is a muscle that you need to, uh, you need to work out as well. And it's really cool to see those sort of things that happen so fast.
3: Yeah, it's been eye-opening for all of us. You know, we've done things, you know, I think another great example is the Payroll Protection Program. City offered loans to our small business clients through that program. And you know, we went and put up a digital lending platform and created an entire like lead generator and marketing campaign in less than a month. You know, it's something we never could have envisioned that we could do. But when you, as an organization, all align against the same goal, and have the added part of you're doing, you're really serving your clients and helping them through an incredibly difficult time. It's amazing what you can do.
2: Switching gears to some of the other campaigns we've recently had on, uh, had a marketing at Chaco's, like these type of brands that have been around for a long time that really stand for something. And then, you know, like their response to, uh, to COVID was like, hey, we have, you know, we have this factory, we can make masks, we can do, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's all of those little things that you see you know the these companies that do have you know social enterprise and and have a real commitment to those things you know it 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 exudes through the entire rest of the company and i think that you know the way that those companies like you know marketing and pres- market and present themselves to their current customer base and to new customers can change a bunch and for a company like yours who partners with a lot of these people, it's really, you know, uh, there's opportunities for, you know, some win-win marketing. I'm curious, like how you, how you look at partnerships and things like that.
3: We look to leverage our partner ecosystem in order to deliver, you know, the best value for our customers. When it comes to things like you know, purpose-driven marketing, those can often come together. And I think a great example of a marketing investment we made was an the New York City area, as well as Miami, we have uh, City Bike, which is a bike share program. We have the branding on it. We've had that relationship six or seven years. Uh, I think it was right when I got to City. And during this time, given the front line didn't want to get on, you know, needed to go to work and didn't necessarily want to get on public transportation, City actually gave all the frontline workers in New York a year-long membership to City Bike. So that was a wow. great way of leveraging that partnership and a bigger way given the time.
2: That's wild. That's really cool. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. And we, you know, we it's really an interesting, um, I guess, positive outcome of, of what we're all going through is how much people want to help and how much people care. When we've done some research and there was an Edelman study that showed that 64% of consumers make their buying decisions based on a company's social approach. Political stance. So it's really also important for us, not just ensuring that our customers want to do business with us. It's also really important when we recruit talent into city. They want to be associated with engaged companies. So it's really important, and that's where when we think about partnerships, it's not just about the business outcome. Obviously, that's important, but it's really about what is you know what is the stance we want to take as a company.
2: With real-time customer engagement and personalization, obviously, like at the, at the forefront of every marketing conversation these days, obviously, you all do a bunch of out-of-home stuff. You do, um, you know, TV spots and digital and everything. I'm curious, like, how do you blend those things together to reach your customers in, in real time? How do you vary those messages across channels uh, and, and make a sense of, uh, of this kind of channel overload that we have now?
3: Yeah, well, and this is where there's been so many advancements in MarTech that enable us to deliver in a much more personalized way in the channel that is most relevant for a particular customer. So we have a lot of trigger communications based on the activities that a particular consumer goes through that would give, you know, ensure that something is relevant. For example, if you go and make a you know $500 purchase at Best Buy. I can trigger an email to you asking if you want to turn that into an installment loan and have a low interest rate over a fixed period of time. And you can get that right after you make the purchase. So it feels incredibly relevant. Similarly, the points example that I shared with you, that as soon as you, you take the action, we're able to serve up the ability to use points for it makes it feel much more relevant and very different than the old days where the only way it could really reach you was sending something in the mail that you'd get seven to 10 days later, at which point it would probably be irrelevant. And we're finding even channels like direct mail technologies enabling us to make that much more relevant. So if you go on and you're to our card application and you abandon it halfway through, I have your cookie information and can then trigger a direct mail piece with that same offer and find people respond to that at a much higher response rate than those who didn't just receive a regular direct mail. So there's all sorts of really cool channel in our place that we're able to action these days because of the advancements in marketing technology.
2: Any particular channels that you're, uh, you're really interested in or exploring right now?
3: Well, digital obviously will continue to be more and more important. And you know, external digital channels and our ability to target people and under, with the right offer at the right time is a lot of the focus. We wanna make sure that we're able to, there's a lot of information out there on consumers and when we are able to use it in digital to target, we can give much better offers. So, you know, the, the beauty of direct mail is I know a lot about you. For in the cards business, i pulled your credit bureau. I know what your debt, outstanding debt is. I know exactly what APR I'm able to offer you. We're able to do things like that with digital as we get more information. So we don't have to go have the broad scale offer that everyone sees that may not be relevant to only a few. Now we can be much more targeted and get the most out of our marketing spend.
2: Was there anything particular that, when you came into the role of CMO, that was like a big change for you, or something that that you kind of didn't see coming?
3: Well, it was a big change overall. I had been in financial services since two thousand three, and but had always worked in the credit card business. So having the opportunity to lead marketing across a consumer bank, so including retail bank and mortgage. Was an incredible learning opportunity, but also eye opening about how you should, how you really need to speak to your customer at a customer level and not just about the individual products and service they have. We have a huge opportunity to deepen the relationships we have across product lines with our consumers. And by having that overarching view of the customer, It's really brought upon a lot of opportunities for us to be smarter in how we spend money, how we manage our agencies, how we invest in technology. Because at the end of the day, whether you have a card or a checking account or a mortgage, a lot of the underlying marketing techniques and capabilities can be common. And we're better able to present Citi to our consumers when we're united as one brand. It's also, I I love this job because if you're a general manager, you know, one day you're, you know, you're looking at your next advertising campaign to going into the detailed technicalities of how to improve your quality score and paid search. There's just a variety of different roles that you play as a CMO, which I don't think I realized until I had the opportunity to take it on.
2: I know we've talked about a few here, but do you have any favorite uh, campaigns that you've done over the years?
3: Well, I really have um, loved the work that we've done um, around Thank You Rewards Plus, which is a product we launched January of 19. And it really targets those customers who are looking for how to maximize their everyday purchases. And it was a campaign that, that we really delivered through the line. So our TV ads were very emotive, but showed the value prop well, all the way to the uh, acquisition pieces they felt. Really connected and brought awareness around a unique value prop that really drives engagement with our consumers.
2: Was that uh, a bunch of different channels? Did you have TV spots or what? What went into that?
3: Yeah, we uh, really the gamut. It was uh, TV ads, digital videos, programmatic through every below the line, direct mail, affiliates. Affiliates are really big uh, with credit cards. And of course, our standard direct mail. So all those channels work together. And what was really exciting about that product is in addition to us acquiring net new customers for Citi, we also were able to convert others who were on more of a legacy product to this one and resulting in them even using the product more. So to your point earlier around top of wallet behavior, you know, that is the, the nirvana in credit cards it helped really transform how people use our products to really get a greater share.
2: Are there any trends that you're watching, uh, in marketing that, you know, from a technology perspective that, uh, that you see that are stuff that you're going to put some, put some resources or energy or, or anything like that behind.
3: We have a pretty significant, what we're calling our Martech roadmap. Uh, you know, I think overall brands are you know, switching from being, uh, campaign-based to journey-based, which really enables a new level of personalization. Yeah. There's also just new channels like CTC, cut the cord (laughs) for those who don't have cable and don't watch TV. How are we able to integrate in those channels? I think a lot of the streaming services are examples of these are really areas where we'll want to do more video ads moving forward. And how are you able to, because you might know more exactly who that consumer is, have the right targeted information. And a lot of it is, you know, we're financial services companies who are highly regulated. How can you leverage technology to deliver a really customized, personalized experience in a controlled, compliant manner? And it's really new ground. Uh, You you have to move away from manual people looking at things because if you have a thousand versions of an email, you can't have one compliance officer reviewing it all. So you have to have the technology and auditing capabilities built into it. So spending a lot of time on, on that because uh, that I, I definitely think is going to continue to transform how we interact with our customers.
2: Okay. Let's get into our lightning round. These questions are fast and easy. Just like marketing with Salesforce, you can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing built on the world's number one CRM that is Salesforce. They've been with us since the very beginning of marketing trends. We love them. Check them out, everyone. Salesforce.com slash marketing. Lightning round questions. Mary, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, is there a certain habit that you've picked up during the shelter in place that you didn't have before?
3: Yes, I am obsessed with Peloton. I had one delivered right before lockdown and I now get on five times a week.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Hillary is uh, doing backflips somewhere. She's uh, she's our resident uh, uh, Peloton, what is it, multi-miler every day? I don't know what it is. Many miles. Um, okay, what about a book or TV show or uh, podcast that you've read or listened to recently you particularly enjoyed?
3: Well, I have been watching Homeland over a nine-year span and <laughs> finally finished it. And I did enjoy it, but I have two young children, so my ability to watch TV or read while managing Google Classroom and work has been a little rough, uh, but did manage to complete the final season.
2: How about a skill or hobby that not a lot of people know about?
3: Well, that's a tough one. Uh, well, I'm a huge wine connoisseur. I don't know if that counts as a skill or a hobby, but it's what I certainly enjoy.
2: Yeah. It's a bit of both. Sure. I, I think that that's, I think that's both. Well, the quarantine's
3: also been good for wine sales.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. I know all of the, uh, all of the wine of the month club I'm sure are, uh, are, are, are doing, uh, doing just fine. What's your best piece of advice for a first time CMO?
3: Really, uh, learn, um, and, and with a focus of understanding your consumer needs, so that you can orient your organization and your investment around delivering those.
2: What question do you never get asked that you wish you were asked more often? What
3: makes you most proud as a leader?
2: What does make you most proud?
3: Your team wanting to work for you and and follow your vision.
2: That's a great one. Well, that's it. That's all we got for today, Mary. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce, we bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing.